April 14th, 2020. I'm Avi Kaufman. And I'm Ron Scharf. And this is Accent Insights. Well, as Avi mentioned, it is mid-April. It is after Easter Sunday and the U.S. economy is not back in business, uh, as some had predicted it would be. And if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you're either very bored or you have some interest in (laughs) the state of Brookline real estate, maybe both. We, of course, have a very strong interest in the state of Brookline real estate, even in crazy times. And so we decided we were going to just take a look and see sort of, is the market operating? How is it functioning, if at all? What seems to be happening out there? And, you know, it's a little bit, I think, surprising. We just did a quick search and took a look in North Brookline. Since April 1st, there have been 15 homes that have gone under agreement. Avi, I found that surprising. How about you? Yeah, no, I, I think that it, it's it's interesting that things are still moving. And I, I don't think that's really a huge surprise. A lot of these, or at least some number of these have been on the market prior to the lockdown. People might have seen them. Uh, I think that the next thing to look at would be how many listings have come on since April 1st and what has happened to them. Um, so for example, since April 1st in North Brookline, there have been 13 new listings of you know multifamily condos or single families uh, versus the same period last year, 64. So 20% of last year's level. Yeah, that's that's right. Now, you know, there's a few confounding factors aside from the whole corona situation. We've had Passover this last weekend, Easter. So that sometimes throws a little bit of a wrench in things. I don't know if the dates were exactly the same last year, but but for sure a reduced uh, amount of inventory, as you would expect. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. People don't know what the market's going to bring them, don't know where they're going to go, and don't know whether they should wait a little bit. But you know, interestingly, what we're seeing with the under agreements is that there there are still buyers out there. As you said, obviously, some of them have had a chance to see some of this inventory. Some of it are homes we've talked about. Like we talked about 58 Welland Road, single family, older home, we thought had some issues and maybe was a little bit high priced at a million nine. That's been on the market for 48 days or had been on the market for 48 days till they got an offer just yesterday. I would suspect they took an offer under their asking price, both given the fact that we thought it was aggressive and, you know, with all the extra uncertainty. 118 yeah. York Terrace, we compared that. That was, I think, Avi's favorite. Uh, 14 days to offer. Yeah. And I, th- I think that of this new crop since April 1st, um, what we're seeing is only one of those, though, are under agreement. Um, so of this this reduced crop of new inventory, things are taking longer to go under agreement, which is to be expected. We used to talk about days on market as something that you really try and aggressively keep low. Um, Do you think that in this new environment, buyers will think of that differently and maybe be less critical of uh, slightly higher days on market? Well, I think you're you're 100% right. They'd have to, right? What's, what's surprising about the property that you just mentioned, the 26 Linden Street condo, which was a three-bedroom, one-bath condo in that Brookline Village area that everyone loves so much, one day on the market, one day to offer. That's little bit surprising because really, you know, what we talk about as a strategy in normal times for selling a home is get as many people into that home in as condensed a time as possible, build the pressure, put a deadline on offers and get everyone to like really psychologically psych themselves up to make the strongest offer because of the competition. Nowadays, I don't think that's changed a hundred percent. I mean, the thing that's changed is getting everyone into the house at the same time, but you still want to get as many prospective buyers as possible 
into a property and interested in the property. So I would say if I had a listing now, I would probably propose that we give, you know, 10 days for people to get in, see it and uh, make their offer and say, you know, ordinarily we say we put the, the house or the, the condo on for a broker tour on a Wednesday. We say open house on Sunday and, and we want to see offers on Monday. Now I would say, look, let's give everyone 10 days. If you've got occupants in the house, they have to be thought about. You certainly want social distancing. When anyone comes to visit, you want to be able to clean up. All of those things are so important now, but you still will do your best if you get as many people in and interested in the home as possible. Yeah, I think I think that you'd want to uh, use the offer deadline and, and make a firm commitment from the seller if you can. Uh, so maybe instead of posting on Wednesday, post it on Monday. Uh, say we're not going to evaluate offers till whatever the deadline is. So Tuesday, Wednesday of the following week. Here's the virtual tour, the video walkthrough, so people can do their first screen. Which you know normally we the purpose of the photos and the tours is to get people to come to the open house. Um, but I think now it, it's it's a little bit let them do their first screen online, then get them in for private showings. And so like you said, I think that's smart. Have like this almost lockout period, this freeze period where you say, look, everyone can come in for a private showing during such and such times. This is how we're handling the safety protocol, but uh, we're not going to look at offers and we're going to be firm for safety reasons. You know, I think the buyers will be tempted to make exploding offers and, you know, it's worth trying. But I think uh, for safety reasons, sellers should hold firm and say, look, we want to be fair to everyone. We don't want anyone endangering their health or our health. So come in whenever you want to, you know, within these guidelines, but we're not going to look at offers until, you know, Tuesday at noon. Um, we're getting written instructions to our agent, put them into this lockbox, which we are not opening <laughs> until such and such date. Uh, and that's how, you know, maybe we can make like a, a Dropbox or something that you can't open <laughs> right. just to, uh, to confirm it. Right. Now, it's, uh, that's interesting as you say that because, you know, we do have an obligation to present offers. So if someone makes an exploding offer, I don't know that we could unless we do really have a commitment from the seller not to look at it at all. You, you know, you said something else, which uh, you talked about virtual tour. and We've talked about this a little bit. Um, we are big proponents of the 3D walkthrough where you can spin around. We've always, since Accent Realty and, and long before, We've always done, you know, picture plans where you can click on the floor plan and see the photo as it is from that vantage point. But now the technology has improved and it's and it's not even very expensive to have a, a walkthrough like a Google Street View in inside a house. But, you know, 26 Linden Street does not have that. They have the picture plan. But, you know, in one day they had enough interest even without that. I'm really wondering what happened there. And maybe we can uh, make a phone call and see if we can get any intel on the process because how many people could have gotten into that condo? Um, I know this is, this is, it's frustrating when you're working with a buyer in this environment and it goes quickly. Well, in any environment it can be frustrating in that situation, but especially now when there isn't even a virtual tour and there've been a couple like that where I, I feel like uh, to be a professional broker in this environment, you really ought to at the minimum, you know, walk through with your iPhone, make a, a video tour just so that uh, people can see it. You and I have both gotten comments from clients that these walkthroughs that we do are you know, top of the line. Yeah, no, it, it really, it is game changing um, to be able to sort of spin around. I mean, we look, we stage things for our photos, we take them wide, we make them bright. And so you, when we do a, a picture plan, you're, you're getting the property in its best light exactly how we want you to see it. You as a user, a buyer, have a lot more control as you sort of click through with your mouse and you spin around and you look up and down and, you know, you really get a much better feel for the property. 
And and really, they're they're so reasonably priced nowadays. There's no excuse not to do it. We we do it on rentals. We started doing it now to protect the tenants, uh, but but it it makes a lot of sense. The rentals have have even more traffic going through, and you want people not to waste your tenants' time, your brokers' time, their time. Like give them all the information you can, and and the tour is a, is a great tool for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so now, as we talked about, it's funny, there's, there are so many new considerations in these days, because what could have happened on, on 26 Linden Street for that one, one day on the market situation? There's a lot to worry about, even though there does seem to be a cadre of buyers out there uh, for properties that are priced right, ready to make a move. For sellers, I think that the, the landscape has become a little more challenging as well, because we're just seeing in the news and everything is changing day to day. Mortgage lenders are tightening their standards now, where they used to look back, I think, 30 or 60 days in employment history, or they used to look back 90 days. Now they've changed it to 30 days. If you're self-employed, they used to look at 120 days before the commitment. Now they're looking at 10 days. Credit scores are higher. Uh, that you need to to get your mortgage. So there's a lot more uncertainty about, we, we've talked about this as well, the best offers are the ones with the least uncertainty. There's a lot more uncertainty introduced in the mortgage situation. Mm. And, and, you know, we've seen some announcements like uh, uh, Chase Bank announced yesterday that uh, they're only going to look at applications with 700 minimum FICO score and 20% down. And, and so this combination in general, that this tightening of credit, one aspect is it's going to push some buyers out of the market completely. And We'll have to see if this persists after the lockdowns are relaxed or how long this persists. And, and if this does take buyers out of the market, that, that obviously reduces demand. We'll see how that matches up with the supply. The economic uncertainty people with their jobs, it just, you know, we were already in a situation where a cash buyer or someone with a smaller mortgage or, you know, just really strong financial, they were always stronger in a multiple offer situation. And you know, now, even in a single offer situation, if you are really, really solid financially, I would be willing to bet that a seller would, you know, certainly consider that even more strongly nowadays than they would have, you know, even just a few months ago. So that, so that reminds me of this one that came on the market, 55 Sewell Ave, the penthouse C there uh, was listed March 12th. Yeah, at that point, people pretty much knew that things were getting locked down, but not everyone was taking it super seriously yet. They were still able to have an open house that weekend, and it was listed for six forty nine. This was a two bedroom, one full, one half bath. They got seventeen offers. Um, this was the the one where they actually shut down the open house early because uh, there was just too much of a crowd. Um, this this one this is the one that came on on like the twelfth. Just as some people were taking very seriously social distancing, and and some still hadn't gotten the memo right. Exactly. And and to your point, it was listed 649, just under 650. It sold for 661. And so you say, well, if there's 17 offers, how do you only do only only do 11,000 above asking price in like prime Coolidge Corner? And the answer is that the seller really valued the certainty of execution of a quick closing cash offer. And they did not accept the highest price. They accepted the most certainty of execution. And this was even before we had additional uncertainty. So I think that that's only going to continue. This is exactly to your point. Right. No, it's that is amazing. I mean, it's very rare. That one came on the market on the 12th and it sold on the 30th, right? So that's, you know, two, basically two weeks and change uh, after it came on the market, it's already sold. And that seller has the money in their bank account and it's done. And as you say, um, you know, 17 offers, 
a year ago, we would have seen that sale price, you know, 100,000 over asking price probably, and you would have had multiple rounds and everyone would have fought themselves and provided assurances and all of that waived contingencies here. You know, this is clearly, you know, the sure bet money and the seller is happy that they got it. Yeah. 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 I think that we'll see this as more of these, you know, we mentioned in the beginning, the the 15 under agreement since April 1st and of the ones listed since April 1st, one under agreement. I guess the themes of this are buyers will be more forgiving of days on market. Sellers are going to be much more interested in certainty of execution, but things are still moving. Things are still selling. The other one is 26 Downing Road. Uh, this was the single family listed for just under 2 million and two days on market. This was listed March 23rd. So the 25th was the date that the, the 24th or the 25th was the date that the Massachusetts with Governor Baker announced, uh, you know, shutting down of non-essential businesses. And, and there's a lot of uncertainty about what that meant for real estate. And, and so this one, they had no open house, no virtual tour. Still, they got a few people in to see it before the lockdown. They said, we're not going to show it at all afterwards. And they still managed to get an offer. Well, we see anticipated sale date on that one is is the 28th. So just about a month after uh, the offer, which you could, if you're very, very aggressive and have been working with your mortgage lender, you you could swing a mortgage in a month, but it's more likely uh, that this is a cash offer as well. We'll know more. I mean, we'll be able to to come back to that one in two weeks uh, and let people know. You know, look, I think, you know, the long and short of it is other than what we can deduce, anyone tells you they have the answers, they're lying, or they're very, they're very hopeful. Um, <laughs> but we will continue to monitor the situation and give you our best inferences that we can draw. One other thing I think we wanted to talk about, obvious rentals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. When did the rules on rentals change? Was that just a couple days ago? Yeah, just a few days ago from Brookline. Right. Uh, that uh, the select board said landlords should not access their apartments you know, for maintenance and things like that. You can still do it. Like, obviously, if your hot water tank is leaking, you got to get in and fix that stuff. But uh, no showings, no apartment showings in Brookline. Right, right. Which is huge. I mean, you know, landlords have a lot of turnover. Uh, we're coming up on the season when that turnover happens. You know, the 3D tours. Uh, we'll be happy to show you the one we did for the rental we have on the market right now. They're great and, and more necessary than ever. It used to be with rentals, certainly more frequently than with purchases that people rented sight unseen. Um, now everyone's doing it. They've got to do it. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the turnover next year. <laughs> You'll see if people were happy with right, what right. they got. So mortgages, rentals, you know, the market generally, I think Avi and I've talked, we, we might try and get a mortgage broker uh, or lending officer back on the podcast just to talk a little bit more about that because that is going to have an impact on, on everything. So stay tuned. And as always, if you have any questions about anything, like I said, we don't have answers, but we have thoughts and we're nice guys. So <laughs> shoot us an email, give us a call. We're, we're basically at home right now. So... <laughs> Uh, and we're easy to find. Until next time. Stay well, everyone.